Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, Disney band Selfie Sticks, Candy That Looks Like Animal Crap, The Magic of Disney Animation, and Disney Quest all in one foul swoop. And they do an about-face on the practice of laying off American workers to hire cheaper overseas labor. And a little later on, we have our show from the Hershey Disney to raise money for Give Kids the World, where we talked about the inclusiveness of Disney. All that coming up next. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 825 for the week of June 30th, 2015. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Warner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hello. Jenny Lynn Knopp. Hello. Julie Martin. Hi. And back in the production nook, our producer, Dustin West, along with Rhinoplasty. Hello. <laughs> and our associate producer, Craig Williams. Hello. <clears throat> so uh, it's uh, good to be back. We just uh, most of us just got back from uh, Hershey, Pennsylvania. Yes, which is uh, if you're diabetic, it's hell on earth <laughs> uh, because they are throwing chocolate at you every five minutes. But uh, uh, we had a great time uh, at the meet. Uh, raised over seven thousand dollars for Give Kids the World. Great job done by uh, Jim and Jamie Newmeyer at uh, and their team at. Uh, the Hershey meet. It was a lot of fun. And uh, we had a particularly emotional show that you'll be seeing coming up right after this. Yep. Uh, and, uh, well, I'll let you watch it. I'll let you watch <laughs> it. It was a really good show. I think, personally, I mean, the, from the feedback I was getting and the feeling I had doing it, I think it's the best show we've done at one of these yet, personally. So, yeah. um, be sure to watch that. That's coming up directly after after this show. Um also, I want to apologize that I didn't get up last week's poll. I just completely forgot about it until yesterday. Um, so we're going to run that same poll again this week, and then next week we will choose two people uh, to win the $50 gift card. So my apologies uh, for that. Um, I also want to mention the Diz Meets that are coming up. The next one on the docket is uh, Nova Scotia, and that's uh, August 16th. Yes, it's that weekend because my children start school on the 17th. That's a Monday. Uh-huh. <laughs> really looking forward to that up in Halifax, uh, put together by Evelyn McNamara and her team of wizards who <laughs> managed to whip up an amazing, amazing meet every year. And I, I really, I, I, this year more than ever, I really appreciate what Evelyn's doing. She just sold her house. So in the middle of doing all of this, she's sold her house. She's having to get all her stuff out of there, moving into a new place. Um, so it's even, it's even more of a, a, a challenge for us. Yeah. So, but uh, really, really looking forward to that. Uh, then, of course, uh, August 29th. I'm doing this from memory now. Uh, I believe that weekend is the Indianapolis meet uh, in Indiana, which we're looking forward to that. Right. And then September 16th, the weekend of September 16th, the New England meet. And then, right, it's the 16th? I think it's the 18th through the 20th. Is the 18th? I think I'm leaving on the 16th. I think that's why I'm thinking the 16th. But it's that weekend. Um, 
is the New England meat. And then, of course, uh, the Delaware meat. And I don't have, I know it's, the, it's when we're in Paris. So it's the middle of October. Uh, but we'll have links to it in the show notes page, disunplugged.com. Come out, help us raise money for Give Kids the World. Remember, every $5,000 that we raise for Give Kids the World sends one child uh, to the village and a chance to experience a Disney vacation. And uh, it was interesting, while we were at uh, uh, the Hershey meet, we were down in the lobby bar because that's where Pizzers flock to, apparently. And uh, there was a couple sitting at the bar that I struck up a conversation with. They weren't there with us. (laughs) But uh, in 2008, uh, they had brought their son uh, to give kids the world and she was just going on and on about how this was a vacation they never could have done and that you know what it meant to them and their family and you know it kind of puts it in perspective when you especially when you talk to a family that has had the experience at the village and you think you know for five thousand dollars every five thousand dollars that we raise one family gets to go have that experience so uh coming out to these meets meeting us meeting other dizzers kind of uh, uh getting some great auction items and just a lot of fun and camaraderie and it's raising money for an awesome awesome cause if you want to learn more about give kids the world gktw give kids the world.org and you can learn all about the village and everything that we raise goes to goes to give kids the world and everything they collect 95 cents out of every dollar goes to the mission. They are the best-run charity in the United States and have been for many, many years. Uh, So it's not only a good cause, but it's a well-managed, well-run cause. And, of course, like I said, everything that we raise, all of it goes goes to that. When we bring the team up, that's Dreams Unlimited paying for that. We're not not taking a cut (laughs) of what's raised. Uh, That comes out of our pockets. That's our part of our contribution, among other things. So... You know, it's a great time, it's a great cause, and you should come out and join us. So got a lot of them coming up uh, throughout the rest of the year, so plenty of opportunities for you to come and show your support. I uh, want to remind everybody about the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. It goes live on Mixler, M-I-X-L-R dot com, every Sunday night, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Pacific? Did I just say yes, Pacific? Pacific. And... Uh, Goes uh, shows go up on iTunes Monday and Tuesday. I don't have the synopsis of this week's show. Tom didn't send it to me, or if he did, I got lost in the mail. Um, <laughs> but it'll be a good one. It'll be a good one. Um, so that's the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. Of course, on Wednesdays, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, DizUnplugged.com, The Trip with Jenny Lindop and Teresa Eccles. Now, Teresa's on vacation. She is on vacation, but we have a pre-recorded show that we'll be showing tomorrow, and that is of a day that we spent in Cocoa Beach, just exploring the area, things that we found and did. And any dead bodies? <laughs> Syringes. No. Shark attacks. Syringes. Shark attacks. <laughs> Limbs. Yeah. No. So, um, you know, some restaurants, some shopping, um, some lack of shopping. <laughs> Weird shopping. <laughs> some very odd shopping. So that towns can have some odd stuff. Yeah, yes. that'll, that'll <laughs> be tomorrow. Did you ever, did you go to Cocoa Beach Village? No, we didn't. I we always find that kind of fun. That seems to be a little higher end. It's on the other side of the river. It's on the mainland. Okay, maybe on our next exploring trip mm-hmm. in Cocoa Beach. <laughs> awesome, and that's Wednesday, one p.m. Eastern Time. Disunplugged.com for the trip, and on Thursdays, one p.m. Eastern. Disunplugged.com. Craig Williams and the Craigettes. 
Uh, We're all here. We are. Right. Rhino, Dustin, and Jenny Lynn have the Universal edition of the Diz Unplugged. And what is on the docket this week, Mr. Williams? I'm going to talk about Universal. Wow, that narrows it down. Yeah. <laughs> so, in other words, you don't know what you're talking I about this week. I haven't decided it there yet. There you go. But I do know the synopsis of those Disneyland shows, so... I, and I'm just realizing <laughs> your shot is crooked. It's very oh, bad. It's, 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 very, it's very 1968 Batman. Slide into him. <laughs> it's very 1968 Batman. It's like um, the last 20 minutes of Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> We're going down. Um, so that's what's coming up this week. And uh, what else do we have for housekeeping? We must have something for housekeeping. We're going to be away. We're going on a really cool Adventures by Disney. Yes, one of our custom, one of the custom trips that Kevin put together for us. It's the uh, San Francisco Long Weekend uh, attached to, combined with, I should say, uh, the Backstage Magic, which puts us in the Disneyland Park on the actual 16th, or 16th, oh my lord, what's wrong with me today? 60th anniversary. We'll be out by the Pacific. (laughs) On the Pacific, yes. Yeah, we will be there as July 17th. We are going to be in Disneyland Park on the 60th anniversary. That's going to be so Very cool. excited about it. Yeah. Now, we're going to do this again next summer. Uh, we just won't be the 60th anniversary. You'll be there for the 61st, I believe. Um, but we are going to have this next summer. If you're interested in taking advantage of this trip, Kevin at Dreams Unlimited Travel, I don't have contracts yet. I can't sign you up, but I can put you on the interest list. That sounds like a plan. All right. Anything else in housekeeping? Do you want me to say what the Disneyland show is? If you've got it. Yeah, I do. Uh, Pardon me. Tom, just sent it to you? No, I just looked at the show notes. Um, Oh, okay. You could do that too, yeah. In this week's show, Tony takes the team through the best of e-tickets and a few e-tickets, and Tom continues (laughs) his walk down Harbor Boulevard discussing hotels, restaurants, and shopping along the way. Can I just say, Tom walking down Harbor Boulevard sounds like he's, you know... Midnight Cowboy. It sounds all lady of the evening. He's walking Harbor Boulevard. He's not working Harbor Boulevard. (laughs) Well, I can go in and change that to work. So okay. So here's the visual for you guys: Tom Bell in fishnets. Hi. You're welcome. (laughs) That's a threat. I have eye wash. (laughs) All right. Anything else? No. 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 All right. Then we'll throw it over to Johnny with the news. All right. Our first news story. Walt Disney World and Disneyland extend a ban on selfie sticks park-wide. Uh, do we have like a hallelujah drop-in? <laughs> <laughs> it was only a matter of time. Walt Disney World has officially decided to ban selfie sticks in their parks due to safety concerns. For those of you who don't know, guests can attach their phone or camera to the end of a telescoping pole in order to extend the reach and t- their reach and take photos. Park guests have complained of being hit by these or having their view obstructed by someone else's camera. In April, the sticks were banned from attractions, and in May, signs were posted at certain attractions stating this. The new policy is effective June 30th and includes the four theme parks, the two water parks, and Disney Quest at Downtown Disney. The sticks will be confiscated during bag check at the park gate. Guests can leave them and pick them up on their way out, or they can return them to their cars or hotel rooms before entering the parks. Now, let's, uh, let's be clear as to why this happened. Now, they, they banned them on rides, right? They're trying to tell people, yeah. stop it. But, of course, you know, no one ever went broke underestimating the stupidity of the American public. 
uh, was it last week? California Screaming at Disney yeah. California Adventure. Some moron pulls out a selfie stick on the ride while it's going around the loop. Okay, because this ride goes upside down. Pulls it out. They stopped the ride while it was upside down, <laughs> from what I heard. That is why Disney, the next day, I believe it was, announced a ban on all selfie sticks in the park. Because... They are they are, they are the official tool of stupid people, yeah. and this is what this is what happens. I am so thrilled that they have banned these things. They are obnoxious, and people should be beaten with them. And I'm really was so happy to hear this. And so this includes you can't you can't even just walk around the park with you it. They're going to confiscate it. A bag check, or you'll be told bring them back to. I'm your happy. Park. I I am a victim of selfie stick abuse. Are you? Somebody body checked me with their selfie stick because I don't. Apparently, I'm invisible when I'm in the park, and so. Well, you're a tiny little thing. People hit me with stuff and run into me, and and people say that all the time when they meet. God, you're so small. <laughs> it like, a lot. She's Thanks. very sprite like. <laughs> well, would you? I know, but it was the first thing you say to her when you meet her. It's not, oh my gosh, you're even more beautiful in person. It's like, geez, you're tiny. That's pretty much. <laughs> that's pretty much what happens. I had one of those. What do you think they say to John and I? <laughs> how tall you are? Versus, please don't eat me. <laughs> Selfie sticks will also be banned at Disneyland on June 30th and on July 1st at Disneyland Paris and Hong Kong Disneyland. So it's worldwide. So yeah, sell your stock in selfie sticks if it's banned in Hong Kong. <laughs> really? You don't need a selfie stick if you take Craig with you. That's true. That's right. I he's, have long arms. That's he's, what meant. he's his own telescoping pole. <laughs> Disney, is following, Disney is following museums such as the Smithsonian Institute, New York's Metropolitan Museum of Art, as well as events such as the Kentucky Derby, Wimbledon, and Coachella in implementing selfie stick bans. Coachella cares? <laughs> you know you got a crappy product when you can't go to Coachella with it. Because that was a peaceful festival. We don't want anybody getting Well, you know, hit. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Honestly, if people used a modicum of common sense when using these things, this wouldn't be necessary. But, like I said, it's the official tool of idiots. And that's why they have to be banned everywhere because people are stupid with this stuff. Mm-hmm. If you used a little bit of common sense, thought about anybody around you, and consider the experience of the people around you just a little bit, then this wouldn't be necessary. But that's why it's now spreading like wildfire anywhere there are people assembling. These things are banned because the people who use them, generally speaking, are stupid. They also promote <laughs> stupidity because there's a great deal of distraction involved. Mm-hmm. You see people walking, looking at themselves in this stick. They're going to walk into other people. They're going to hit other people. I mean, it's just, it's a dumb product. Well, it's also part of, you know, the, I, I think it's just part of the culture now that, you know, I'm the only person in the park. Mm. I'm the only person in, in that exists and matters. So, you know, the more selfish and narcissistic we become. And honestly, you know what? If you're using a selfie stick, chances are, you're you're a little higher on the narcissism scale than most people, um, and that narcissism, you know, really, I'm being serious here. That narcissism is about I'm the only person that matters, so I'm not going to consider at all your experience. When I was walking through Ketchikan, and a woman texting on her phone walked smack dab into me. I'm kind of tall. I'm kind of big, and she wasn't. So she kind of took the brunt of this. Yeah, attack. there you go. And then turned around and berated me in the street, what? screaming at me. Because you ran into her? Because I... Supposedly. Because I was rude. 
thought, well, I won't tell you what I said to her, but... <laughs> I'm sure it was charming. I probably would have been banned She also. should have said, excuse me, I'm so sorry, I was texting and didn't see you. Right, no. She berated me. Yep. Yep. Uh, could go on for hours. <laughs> I could go on for hours. You know what? If you have to text while you're out doing something, step off to the side. Yeah. Step off to the side. Stop, or at least stop walking. Okay? Just stop what you... And hope that other people will watch out for you. Right. But exactly. But when you are moving towards me, what if can I do? Not, you walked into me. If you're not watching what you're doing, you know, at least have a common bad sir, things are going to happen. At least have the common courtesy to wait until you're driving. <laughs> yeah, really. And you know what? That I see so much. I see. Joke. I see so much of that here. You know, I'm sure it's not just here, but it is so rampant here, and it scares the hell out of me that there are these people. They are driving down the road, and they've got their their phone in their hand, and they are they're you know texting with one hand, driving with the other, paying no attention to the road. And I don't know about you. I misspell stuff when I'm not doing anything else. So, you know, it's not even going to come out right. If you're trying to drive and text, it's not going to come out right. Pull over. Yeah, the bigger issue, though, is you're going to kill somebody. You know, that's the bigger issue. Well, I think that's the issue with the selfie sticks, too. If these people are pulling them out while they're going upside down on a loop on a roller coaster. Yeah, what could happen? What and the they heck? stopped the roller coaster upside down. He, I would have beat the snot out of him. Yeah. <laughs> I just would have killed him. It's, it's, but that's why, that's why it's necessary because you, you, get, you get a few stupid people. That do really, really, really unbelievable, stupid things. And narcissism. If you need a picture of yourself upside down on, on California screen, you're a narcissist. You're a narcissist. And that's what caused it. So, bye. All right, I'm done now. All right. It's our second news story. Disney reverses plan to replace tech workers with outsourced workers. I'm sorry, tech employees with outsourced workers. Disney has canceled recent plans to replace employees in 30 technology positions with workers from an agency known for outsourcing jobs to immigrants on temporary work visas. Employees of the Disney, ABC Studios in New York and Burbank first heard of the layoffs in late May. In recent weeks, before the company reversed course, some of the employees were asked to help train their successors, mostly via teleconference, but also in person in some cases. Disney had planned to post nearly a dozen new jobs in the wake of the layoffs, the company offered few details on its reasoning for the decision. The Senate, Senate got involved. That's the reason for the decision, because Bill Nelson, a uh, senator in, from Florida, requested an investigation. Said, I want an investigation into this because something doesn't smell right, and that's why they reversed decision. So we can clear that up now. The replaced workers initially tapped for the Disney positions were from Cognizant Te- Technology Solutions, a New Jersey information technology services firm that draws heavily from India to fill its employee pool, as well as the mafia. (laughs) (laughs) Although it's unclear how many of the cognizant workers were U.S. citizens or Indian nationals, the employment reshuffle has sparked more debate about the U.S. US government's controversial H-1B visa program. Uh, In January... Disney eliminated 250 technology positions at the Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando, Florida, and replaced them with 320 new roles. Some 120 workers were rehired, 40 retired or moved to other companies, and 90 took severance packages. Several affected workers complained that, in exchange for severance packages, they were asked to train younger, less compensated replacements from India. 
Keith Barrett, who had been a technology employee at Disney World for more than a decade until he was forced to retire earlier this year, posted on his Google Plus account that companies should address skill shortages by repositioning or training existing employees. Well, look, A, I am not a fan of outsourcing. Um, but the purpose of the H-1B visa program was to bring in very targeted talent to fill a need in the workforce here that we could not fill. That was the idea behind it, to make it easier for people that had a specific skill set that lived in other countries to come here and work. That was the purpose of it. It was not designed to replace large swaths of, bless you, uh, large swaths of employees with cheaper labor from India. That's not what it was designed for. Now, you know, of course, a loophole was left in the H-1B visa program large enough to drive a Mack truck through, and that's exactly what companies like Disney and other others were doing with it. Um, and it wasn't until Bill Nelson said, okay, let, what's going on, really going on here? Let's look at this. And, and they backtracked. But, you know, the, this, the part of the story that really just kind of rubbed me the wrong way was not only were they laying these people off, but they were forcing them to train their replacements. And there was no reason these people needed to be displaced. None. They were literally being gotten rid of in order to bring in cheaper labor from overseas. And I'm sorry, when especially if you're any company doing business in America, that, that's not okay. But especially when you're an American icon, when you are a representative of America, I mean, Disney is synonymous in so many parts of the world with America. And you are an American company of that size and of that stature. You know, it's just, it's unseemly. It's unseemly, especially when we have the, the problems that we have here. And we can, and, and Disney is in a position to offer really good jobs, really good jobs. Uh, one of the last few remaining big companies where you can start sweeping the streets in on Main Street and end up running the place. And I, I, I just thought that I'm glad that they're doing an about face on this, but I want to see if this is if this is a permanent change in policy or if it's just to get out under the heat, out from under the heat lamp right now. There's another layer to this as well. Disney employees are called cast members for a reason. They're all cast members, whether you're a technology employee, whether you're somebody who's working in a back office somewhere and you're not you know, in with the public. You're still considered a cast member and you're part of the greater thing that is the Disney company. And most of the people I ran into in when I worked IT were people who had been with the company for a while, and like you said, worked their way up, but also aspired to be elsewhere in the company. So to go out and find someone who's not doesn't have that sort of Disney mindset kind of defeats the purpose of being a cast member. Because now you're just bringing in anybody who can do the job and have the skill set. You know, being a Disney cast member has a completely indifferent, you know, idea for the whole company as a whole. You know, if there was, if there was a, if it was a situation where they said, okay, listen, in this particular area, we want to go this route because we either need to lower costs or you know we, we need to take a different tact in how we approach the work in this area 
and then, but all these people who are going to be displaced, we're going to guarantee them positions somewhere else in the company where they're not going to get laid off. They're not going to lose their jobs. They're not going to lose their seniority. They're not going to lose anything. They're going to have equal opportunity. They're going to have the same, uh, the same pay, the same benefits, everything. That would have been different. But they weren't. They were just saying, you know what? We can make we can we can save we can save some money by getting rid of you 120 people and bringing in foreign workers on an H-1B visa going through a loophole and save, save, save ourselves some money. And what company thinks it's a good idea for the person being replaced to train the replacement? I'm sorry, that's not proper training. No. I would tell them exactly the opposite of what they needed to do. Imagine somebody telling you, we're going to replace you with somebody else. Now you train them to do your job. And if the person, if the person they were hiring from overseas was, in fact, specialty talent, wouldn't they already know? Right. Wouldn't they not need to be trained? Um, I don't know. I, I just I, I think it was it was it, it definitely they got egg on their face. The story took, and that's why they're they're doing about face. I hope they consider that uh, before doing it again in the future because I think <coughs> it, it remains to be seen if this happens again. Well, this is also I don't know if you know this or not. This is round two of IT workers being laid off. Yeah. This is about 15 years ago or so. Disney did the same thing, except it wasn't as public, and I don't believe it was with foreign workers. I believe it was just with people who were well. They outsourced skilled. most. They, well, they outsourced most right. of IT. Right. Whereas Other companies. You, when you went to work for IT at Disney, you were a Disney cast that member. That's correct. And then they they cut back a lot of cast members and outsourced to contractors. Right. But I don't recall at that time if they were foreign workers. They were. Just uh, less skilled and less paid. So this is the second time Disney's done this to their IT. So it's not going to stop them from doing it again. It's just well, be- I mean, outsourcing to you know, out- deciding that you know what we're gonna, it's going to be more productive for us financially and in other places to outsource to a contractor. So I'm going to give company ABC the contract for this part of my IT, and they're responsible for staffing and they're responsible for deliverables. In a lot of cases, those companies are staffed by Americans. Those companies, you know, not in all cases, but I think with IT mostly, it wasn't this sort of thing where they were literally going to India, finding people to bring over. And regardless of who they brought in, we've all experienced Disney IT over the last 10 years. This wouldn't be such a a joke if their websites worked. Right. I mean, you know, this is a, a common complaint we have across the board is that their IT is just terrible. Their websites are horrible. Disney Vacation club busy vacation accounts were down for how many weeks yeah and so we were double charged and they fixed it and they were double charged again crazy systemic okay all right our third and final news story the edison restaurant and bar to I'm open really it excited about this are you mm. it looks cool to open at disney springs the edison a new industrial gothic Restaurant and bar will open in the landing area at Disney Springs in 2016. Operated by the Patina Restaurant Group. Sounds outsourced to me. I was just going to say, not excited about that. The eatery is reminiscent oh, of. Oh, I a, disagree. I think Patina runs great restaurants. You're allowed to disagree. Uh, the eatery fantastic is, restaurants. The eatery is reminiscent of its sister location in Los Angeles in the old boiler room of the Higgins Building. The Edison's decor is themed like a 1920s power plant and is filled with themed areas and entertainment serving American food and craft cocktails. There will be palm readers, DJs, contortionists, and more who will entertain patrons. 
The various rooms in this space will be the lab performance space, the Ember Parlor, the Telegraph Lounge, the Patent Office, the Tesla Lounge, the Radio Room, and the Waterfront Patio. Apparently they didn't have a pun for the Waterfront Patio <laughs> related to electricity. <clears throat> I think it sounds awesome. I do too. And I'm not palm readers and contortionists. That's not the whole thing. The idea that it's... Um, Got this 1920s vibe. Yeah. I think that sounds really cool. I, I think it's, uh, you know, everything that they're doing, you know, construction issues aside, everything that they're planning and doing is great. When this is done, when this is all done, I, I think Disney Springs is going to be insanely good. Yeah. Just for what I've seen now, what is done, um, it's, it's really looking great. It's really looking great. And we have a hint, by the way. We went to see we went to the movies at Downtown Disney the other day, mm-hmm. and there used to be a, a walkway. A tip. There used to be a walkway from the ground floor to Downtown Disney. You now have to, no matter what floor you park on, you have to get to floor two because there's a walkway over the road now. There's no longer a way to get from the ground floor to the park without going up an elevator or an escalator. So if you the full parking on the second floor is now the premium parking because that's where the walkway is. You're going to have to cross that walkway to get any place in downtown Disney from that garage. So if you can find a spot on floor two, you've saved a couple of steps. The first parking level is always packed. It's always full whenever I go. And I think the the tip to give people is just skip it and go right up to the second level because you're right by that walkway. Cool. I'm really excited about this new place. I think it sounds fun. I was never excited about the Adventurers Club. Don't write to me. It's gone. Get over it. Um, but I think this sounds kind of like that same thing. I think the theme just appeals to Agreed. me more. Agreed. Yeah, I'm excited about it as well. Mm-hmm. All right. That'll do it for the news. All right. Thank you, John. With that, we are going to move on to Rapid Fire. And we'll go ahead and start with you, John. All right. I have the relaxation areas being added to Interventions West. Woo! A, quote, D-zone relaxation area will be added to the corridor near character spot. Guests will be able to find food carts, seating, and charging stations here. No word yet on big comfy chairs. And We have been talking about this for years. Yeah. If they would put lazy boys in there, they could charge an arm and a leg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know interesting use of the space yeah it's good to see how it plays out i think it'll play out well simply because of the charging station aspect of it well i always thought people flock to those anyway i I always felt that interventions was very relaxing mainly because there was no one there (laughs) no the word you're looking for is boring (laughs) (laughs) well sometimes boring can be and it was air conditioned and it was air conditioned it was quiet and kind of dark yeah all right put a lazy boy in there and i'm willing to pay (laughs) (laughs) kevin uh this is very sad there's no more poop-inspired treats at down at Animal Kingdom. Thank God. <laughs> that is sad. The match the species treats designed oh, to look, look vile. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, who wants to yeah, eat that? Good. Apparently nobody. Kathy. Kathy thought they were fun. As a matter of fact, Kathy wrote me an email. Okay, then why is there not a human specimen? Aren't we an animal? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Exactly. Designed to lo- I'm going to be Bob here. Designed to look like the droppings of giraffes. I'm going to keep going. Elephants, rhinos, and cotton top tamarinds, which it's like, which one of these doesn't belong? <laughs> Giraffes, elephants, rhinos, and cotton top tamarinds. Um, Show that picture again. Which one do you think is rhinos? Rhinos? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
They were at the Zuri Sweet Shop, which was in the Harambe Market, and it was there for two weeks. As with any new merchandise location, we test various offerings and make adjustments, the spokeswoman said Monday. We currently run out of several items and do not plan to offer them in the future. Do you know what this is? This is guest demand. Yes. <laughs> Guests went, ew! <laughs> Sugar cookies, chocolate cookies shaped like lions and monkeys also will not continue. The Match the Species line, which costs three ninety nine a piece, featured ingredients such as chocolate, caramel, pretzels, peanut butter, and oats. I'm sorry, the one with oats just looks <laughs> bad. <laughs> I, I thought it was corn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, you know, look, I, uh-huh. I get, I get that it's not really animal droppings, but just the representation of eating that. Is it just the thought of it? However, makes me a little queasy. Kathy made a good point, and I'm going to give her this. this. She wrote to me and she said, "You know, we criticize Disney for constantly making the same thing over and over again. No, and it's the same in park after park after park. This wasn't okay. a Mickey head Rice Krispie treat, and it wasn't a square brownie. Okay, but d- does that mean we have to go to poop? <laughs> I <laughs> think those are my options. They get the same product or stuff that looks like poop. Those are my. That's my choice. Those are your options." Mickey head rice krispie treat poop. That's what happens. <laughs> your, your That's what happens when you outsource the bakery. <laughs> <laughs> I, I give them credit for trying something different. I hope this doesn't stop them from being creative. I hope they never go back to making 40 cupcakes for an anniversary, but that's another bitter pill. Um, but if you thought you were going to come to Animal Kingdom and have poop, you're not. Can I just do a side note here on this real quick? I was I was uh, searching through my email to find to find this so that I could put a picture with the slide and everything. So I put in my email search poop, and one of the uh, YouTube comments uh, came up from maybe like a year or so ago, and the YouTube comment was, "Man, you guys say poop a lot." <laughs> I wish it was not. So I'm curious to see what they think of this episode. Well, this yeah, this uh, last week and this week the poop quotient's pretty high. Yeah, <laughs> imagine if you're charting it. It's- <laughs> Except for last week and this week, we actually have something to discuss where poop is in <laughs> This, this is wasn't random poop. This is yeah. This isn't not gratuitous. It's, it's it's an actual poop story. So we, there, are, I've said poop again. But yeah, I don't want it. I don't want my food representing poop. No. Okay. I, well, apparently not. Many It'll become do. poop in short order. I don't need it to represent it before I eat it. So there. Okay. We have found the line. Yep. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Right there for you, folks. We might have just stepped over it. All right. Thank you, Kevin. And Jenny Lynn, what poop story do you have? <laughs> I have no poop stories, thankfully. Um, I do have one about Disney Quest, and it was just enough. Well, that is about poop. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Oh. Okay, so <laughs> Disney Quest is closing at Downtown Disney. That is official now. Um, it will be closing sometime in 2016. And what will be replacing it is the NBA experience, which was um, announced a couple weeks ago. And that will be going into Disney Springs. Uh, the NBA experience is supposed to be something with high-tech games, a restaurant, and a store. And um, that's all that we're being told right now. You know, I'm, I'm kind of... Uh I mean, I understand it. I mean, Disney Quest, I mean, definitely is well past its expiration date. They should have given you Tylenol and a men in speed stick when you went in. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I really, enjoy, when it first opened in particular, I, was, I loved Disney Quest. I used to hang out there a lot with my nephews. And, um, you know, it was a lot of fun. It's like, you know, the world's biggest, best arcade. Yeah. Um, but it was a concept that just wasn't fully realized. And, you know, I... 
uh, I was sad. I'm sad to see it go, but I absolutely understand why they have to. Um, you know, the NBA experience doesn't excite me. I know there are a lot of people that will, which is great. And I think the more things that Disney can add that appeal to husbands and boys yes. is a great thing. But didn't the NBA cafe fail at Disney at Universal? No, no, that's. Uh, is it? I mean, well, but, but it was there for a very, very long time. I mean, yeah, it's but it's been, never been popular. Is it still there? Yeah. Yeah, but up until it's closing August 1st, I want to say, if I can remember from the top of my head. But it hasn't been popular for a very, very long time. I just, I don't think the average it seems vacation. tired. Well, the average vacation goer probably doesn't care about going to a basketball themed restaurant. So I wonder what's going to happen here. I mean,. It would be very popular well, for a while. If there's anything that would help it, they're putting it in the middle of a shopping district, which tends to be a, I'm, I'm not trying to stereotype, but there are a lot of men that don't like yeah. shopping. So mm-hmm. when they're going with their wives and their daughters, they end up and sitting on, yeah, they end up just sitting on the curb outside waiting for, you know, everyone else to be done with shopping anyway. Maybe this is something that they can do during that Here, time. Honey, I don't know. Go look at basketball stuff and get drunk. Right. <laughs> exactly. So that might, maybe, might help for them? I think you might be overestimating, <laughs> <laughs> overestimating the number of bored husbands that there are who want to look at basketball players. <laughs> Yeah, we might just, be. All they need is a regular bar. They don't need to put basketball in it, too. Maybe they might be, not. All they need is those Possibly. lazy boys I talked about. <laughs> Outside well, of every shop. That's right. Well, like I said, anything that Disney can add that kind of speaks to that demographic, whether it's husbands or kids, you know, boys, mm-hmm. um, I think is a really good thing. Um, you know, we have a lot of, a lot of you know, princesses are well represented. Uh, around Did you the, look at me when you said that? No. Be <laughs> sure. I'm the queen, you're a princess. Um, but, I, you know, so in that regard, like I said, personally to me, doesn't excite me at all. Not a basketball fan, but I, I can see where it, it works. I have a million dollar idea. You know those things they make for kids outside of grocery stores, the rocking horse or the little cars that go around? Julie, I think you and I should build barker loungers outside of grocery stores and stuff like that. <laughs> and for a couple of quarters, the husband can sit there. Jenny Lynn's board husband. A little TV could pop right. up. <laughs> and little drinks come out of the arm. I'm pretty sure we could be rich. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, JL. <laughs> Julie. My story's sad. Um. <laughs> <laughs> So it's all poop and tears today. The magic of Disney Animation, which opened in November of 2003, is closing July 12th. The character meet and greets are expected to move to other areas of the park, which I'm happy to hear. But the the animation gallery will stay open through late August. Uh, Disney spokeswoman said work is underway on a new experience, and we look forward to sharing more information in the future. Thank you for vaguing us. (laughs) 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 Um, I'm really sad about. Is um, where you go, you can draw the Disney animator. I hope that they move that somewhere else in the park or they make it a bigger experience where you have like six of those rooms where more people can do it. Honestly, that was the most popular thing at that attraction. Well, we love the character meet and greets there too. Well, you know, we have been saying for years that Hollywood Studios is tired and old and needs change. And it does. And it is. But. You know, it's hap- apparently going to happen all at once. Yeah. Um, yeah. That park. You know, I'm. You know, I said it before. I'm expecting at D23 them to an- for them to announce Star Wars Land, and once they announce it, that work's going to begin in earnest immediately. 
Um, so with that, plus we're expecting um, the area where the back lot and lights, motors, action is, which, and we've measured, I'm not kidding, is exactly the same size as Cars Land in California. And I think that's what's going to go there. Um, but all of this stuff is going to be happening at the same time. And, uh, you know, uh, it remains to be seen how that's going to be handled and what the experience is going to be like in that park. Yeah, but they did the same thing with California Adventure. California Adventure, I can remember... California Adventure's a lot bigger. Right, but what I'm saying is I can remember eating at that Trattoria wine country, Mm -hmm. and we had a special guest there, and they were blowing stuff up across the walkway to put in Cars Land. And so California Adventure ran while there was construction in every single area of that park. And yep. look at the difference. No, absolutely. Uh, California Adventure no, it's was gonna a be great. waste it's of It's going to be great. Don't get me wrong. This is long overdue. It needs to happen, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome, even without knowing the details. Just having new stuff there and having that kind of infusion of fresh ideas and uh, new properties, Star Wars, all of it, I think it's going to be incredible. But... You know, California Adventure, you could still walk around and you could still, there was that, there's an openness, even with the construction walls up, there was still an openness to that park that is not going to be the experience at Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios is a tiny, tiny little park. And it is going, I think it's going, it's already crowded as it is. Now, when you add in the construction and all of that stuff, I think it's going to make it a lot worse. But, I don't want to prejudge it. It remains to be seen how it's handled. But I hope Disney puts more consideration into the guest experience doing this construction project than they put into the construction project at Downtown Disney. Mm -hmm. Because there, the amount of consideration for the guest experience was zero. Uh, Except there, you're not paying 90-some-odd dollars to get in for the day. Um, so I'm interested to see how that how that plays out. Wasn't at one point the loading area for the back lot where the yeah. animation studio was? Mm-hmm. Yes, and I actually I wanted to kind of you know we're talking about the construction and the the um, you know like how the how it's going to affect the flow of everything. I kind of wanted to give you know just a, a little bit of a eulogy to the animation building because it has had this huge history. In, in Hollywood Studios. It's been a part of the Backlot Tour. It's changed a lot over the years. But um, I think it's also really important for us to take a look at the fact that the attractions that they are closing moving into this next wave are ones that have been there since the park opening. The Backlot Tour and uh, the art of Disney animation or the magic of Disney animation. And it's kind of their way of saying we're, we're going to leave the old behind. Yeah. And we're really going to embrace the new. And it doesn't mean that those things were bad. Yes, they kind of tapered off at the end there, and I wish that they had been able to stay vibrant, but I'm glad that they're getting rid of these really old things and they're going to bring in some new, fresh blood here. Absolutely. No, I agree. I agree. I'm, I think it's a good thing. It's all good. I'm just concerned about, you know, I think about it from the standpoint of people are paying. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing for us because we live here, so we can go whenever we want or choose to go somewhere else. But when you're paying to be here on vacation, what is that experience going to be like when literally half the park is under construction? And and how how good a how good an experience is that going to be? And how well is Disney going to? How much thought is Disney going to put into that? 
Um, I think the good news is art of animation backlot. This is stuff that's off. This isn't right in the middle of the guest experience. It's going to be Star Wars land that impacts. That's the greatest impact because that's going to be right in the middle of the park. And depending, yeah, depending on what what area, what areas of the park that bleeds into. Now we, you know, we've been hearing Echo Lake. Um, that Echo Lake area is going to be Jones Ride, all that stuff. All that stuff. Um, so yeah, it's it. It really remains to be seen just how big it, how how much and how big that gets. Any I hope they. I'm sorry. I hope they don't take away the old Hollywood feel of the entrance. I really like that street. Oh, they just spent a great deal of money rehabbing the entrance. Yeah, and so the entrance is go. kind of removed from the rest of this stuff I that they're going to. They don't any, change the theme. I agree with you. Any speculation on whether or not you think they would take out the the Voyage of the Little Mermaid and the Playhouse yeah, Disney? I, I because Legend no. of Captain Jack Sparrow is closed right now, and now you're telling me the other half of the building's closing. It's only a matter of time before the stuff in the middle goes too. One man's dream. Yeah, yeah one I man's dream is the next that. thing to go. And I hate yeah, to but say they it, can't go much further because then you're into Toy Story Mania. Right. But I think that's the beginning of Pixar. Is mm-hmm. I think that section, that arm of no, the park. No, okay. Here's what I think. Okay. Here's what I think. You've got, you know, Pixar Play starts, and then you got Toy Story Mania, and then as you proceed back, you've got uh, the Backlot Tour. You've got New York Street, which we know is going away. You've got Lights, Motors, Action. Now we looked. Dustin and I sat down one night because we have no lives, and we looked. <laughs> At uh, looked at Google Earth, and we measured out that space. Do you guys want to come over for dinner sometime? <laughs> measured out that space, and then we took using Google Earth measured out the space the Cars Land fits into out in California Adventure, and they're virtually the same size. But I'm saying this is an addition to that. This is something else, Pixar. That it could I, be so I'm saying the entire right side of the park is going to be Pixar. So I'm not, I'm not disagreeing that Cars Land will go where it's going to go, but I, they also have like a Bugs Life Land and a whatever. I'm not saying they're going to put thinking, that here. I'm thinking that they may, not do, they may not do Cars Land per se. They may take aspects of Cars, Lands, but it, Cars Land, but it may be like Pixar Land. Yeah, and where they have various attractions representing different different films, but all Pixar based in that area and then you've got the echo lake area where uh where, where the star wars stuff is gonna is, is gonna go um but i don't know that i don't know how i mean that playhouse disney i mean based on what i can see that's yeah. popular but they could they could turn that theater into a pixar inspired kids show or something i don't like think that. i don't think they're going to do one half the park pixar one half the park star oh, wars love basically i think that I'd would be, be too much you, that would kill it for me yeah, I, I'm I don't not think, interested in really either one. I don't think that would would work well. So, I think, I think what you're going to look at is the area where the backlot tour and lights, motors, action currently exists, along with New York Street, all going away, and that becoming part of a Pixar themed land. In addition to what we have with Toy Story Mania, then you've got the Echo Lake area, and possibly maybe bleeding out a little bit more over to where the American Idol experience was and the ABC Sound Studio was. Um, I think that area is all going to become Star Wars. And you're going to leave the uh, uh, Hollywood or, you know, the Sunset Boulevard and the main drag, uh, Grandma's Chinese Theater, all going to kind of remain intact. That's what I think this park is going to look like when all is said and done. That being said... If they announce it tomorrow, it may not happen in our lifetime. 
So you just need to keep that in mind too. Disney is not being real quick with uh, uh, with, with 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 building things, and I hope I hope that because look, the reason they're having to do this with let's remember why Hollywood Studios was opened in the first place because Universal because Universal built Universal Studios. Michael Eisner wanted to beat them to the punch. They had something. First of all, they didn't like that a, another theme park was going in up the street, and they had something Universal didn't: the the ability to write their own uh, write, write their own zoning and their own permits. And they started after Universal broke ground, and they opened before Universal did. So they beat them to the punch. Th- those that's why they're redoing this park. This park was always always existed to compete with Universal Studios, and now Universal Studios is just spending money like a drunk sailor on leave. <laughs> <laughs> and Disney has that's why there's like this massive that park was left alone because for so many years Universal was a non-issue for Disney. You know, once they changed the ticketing the ticket scheme and opened Expedition Everest, it decimated Universal. Decimated. Go back and listen to those shows. Go back and listen to the shows that we did before uh, Wizarding World opened. And how how much Universal was struggling in those years. Especially after they went to the Magic Your Way tickets where, you know, adding those extra days only cost about $10-$15. So you're saying, okay, well, I can add a fifth and a sixth day at Disney World for 20 bucks. Or I could spend two hundred and go to Universal. And also so, the, the Magical Express. Magical Express kept on property. But now that none of that stuff works, once Wizarding World opened, it was the game changer, and none of that stuff works. So now, oh my God, we all that time we spent not paying attention to Hollywood Studios, we got to make up for it in a matter of like twenty minutes. So now all this effort is going to go into that park because they need it to compete because Universal now is taking market share, and Disney's not going to take it laying down. And good for them. Like I said, I say it all the time. That competition is great for us. It gives us a better experience. It gives us better attractions. It's pushing these guys to do better and better and better. Competition is always a good thing. Speaking of this area, the Universal area, we talked about Wet n' Wild closing. Mm-hmm. Wet n' Wild has new commercials about new attractions that are opening this summer. We've seen several of them. They're opening However, brand like, new attractions at Universal. However, it's like a slip and slide. It's no, like it's like is racing. Old, it's right. A, a race four slip and slides right side by side. Yeah, listen. <laughs> They're not really here's, great rides. Here's, Craig may disagree with me on this. Wet n' Wild sits on the outside of the property. Mm-hmm. They had sold off when they had to because they needed, you know, they needed money for food um, several years ago because they owned all that land. Wet n' Wild sits on the outside of that land. They are going to attempt to buy that land back. They are going to attempt to buy that land back. They are too aggressive with the expansion, and for the next couple of years, they're going to get away with adding a ride in this park, adding a ride in that park, but eventually they're going to have to add another theme park, and if they want to, they want to, they're going to need more land because because that land was always slated. I remember hearing back in 2000 that land was slated for an additional theme park and more hotels. And then they had to sell it off because the business just wasn't there. And they weren't doing well. It seems weird that they're adding new attractions at Wet n' Wild and buying advertising for it for a park that's supposedly closing this summer. Not this summer. It's closing the end of next year. Oh, 
well, closing the end of it next. It still year. seems odd that they're investing. No, they got. They still have eighteen months that they have to. You know, they're still trying to. So obviously, I'm sure they figured out the the money and that it makes sense for them to do it. But either way, any way you look at it, I think we are going to see at some point the deep pockets of Comcast come to bear and buy back all that land. And that's where the next theme park is going to go. And I think we're going to hear that in the next two years. That would revitalize that section of International Drive. If they are talking about closing Wet n' Wild, it's not just because they're opening up Volcano Bay. It's not the only... It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that... I mean, obviously, they don't want to compete. They don't want to cannibalize each other with that, having two water parks. But why not have two water parks? Um, the closing of Wet n' Wild is more than just about Volcano Bay. It feels to me like it is part of a larger expansion plan. And as long as this level of investment and this level of... I mean, this is now getting brutal, the the back and forth between Disney and Universal. And I got to tell you, as somebody who makes a living watching this stuff and commenting on this stuff, I am in my glory. <laughs> this is just great. Um, One but- of the things Universal owns, not to put this so much longer than it needs to be. One of the things that Universal owns is the administrative areas backstage. So one of the things they could do is they could move their administrative areas to a place like Wet n' Wild that would be off their property. They've been um, like adding um, new offices like as they build like one of um, a friend of mine who works there told me I said what's the what's your favorite thing about when they built Diagon Alley and he said the stuff that you can't see because it's backstage. And he's like, they rebuilt the offices into the attraction. The train so like, actually goes. Yeah, it's oh, a, press actually goes backstage. They're like, they're. I feel like they're pushing everything, like reorganizing back there to again make better use of all their space, even more so than we know. They're yet. building a very large parking garage back there too. Are they almost nope. done? So, wow, we got a lot out of that. Thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> really? See, it wasn't sad. <laughs> all right, thank you, Julie. Dustin. Well, mine can be pretty short and sweet. Um, I don't know how sweet it is. Uh, This is sweet. (coughs) Thanks. Captain EO is coming back to the Imagination Pavilion after uh, being on hiatus. It will return July 19th, and that is because they were originally, well, they had taken it down so that they could do an Inside Out and a Tomorrowland preview theater experience, and now that those films are out in theaters, uh, Captain EO is going to be coming back. No word if it's a, a temporary uh, return of Captain EO or if Honey, I Shrunk the Kids or audience will ever show back up or if they'll do something new. But for the time being, I it's, think it's time for out. something new. I think, yeah. so, I think using it the way they've been using it is actually brilliant. Yeah. I think having it as a preview center for new movies, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. And if you have to fill it back in with you know Michael Jackson... There's the rumor good. of that bringing that Captain EO character into the Disney Infinity series, too. So I'm kind of like excited because oh my god! Which one? Oh, no, no, do, so not go do not go there. Do not go there. So many jokes. Do not go there. <laughs> All right, Dustin. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> Rhino. Okay, so my uh, rapid fire is about the Fourth of July events at Disney World. Um, at Magic Kingdom, they'll be doing the Disney's Celebrate America Fourth of July concert in the sky. That's going to be on July third and the fourth at nine p.m. Um, at Hollywood Studios on the 4th, they're going to have a DJ come in at 545 uh, until the uh, Rockin' 4th of July celebration fireworks with a rock and roll soundtrack that starts at 1015. And then Epcot on the 4th is going to have uh, Chip and Dale in their patriotic outfits 
throughout the day. They got Chippendales? What? They got <laughs> Chippendales? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> oh, there uh, they're bringing back Patrick Swayze and Chris Farley. Um, and then they're going to have the Voices of Liberty doing some concerts throughout the day. Um, are they doing, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, no, but are they fine. doing the thing where either Magic Kingdom or Epcot will have it on the third and the fourth so you can see both? No. It, it, well, in this list, it only looks like yeah. Epcot's only doing it on the fourth. But yeah, but Magic Kingdom always does theirs on the third. So that's the first thing both. I said, guys. The third and the fourth. Okay, well, that's 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 9 PM. Thank you for tell. listening to what I was... <laughs> Saying, uh, <laughs> and then at ten, wow. well, you just get distracted by the Ethel Merman voice at Epcot. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about it earlier, <laughs> guys. I don't say much. You could listen when I talk. Um, so, <laughs> ten p.m. is the Illuminations, <laughs> Reflections of Earth, which will feature the heartbeat of freedom. Well, that's why I, I gave him a smart name, Ethel. <laughs> I had a dream. <laughs> Sing out, Louise. Uh, anyway, there's a five-minute patriotic firework finale on the tail end of that. Celebrating all nations. Oh, yes, but, but mostly, mostly America. America. Yeah. Um, but mostly me. But apparently, Animal Canyon's got nothing. Downtown Disney, nothing. Um, but there'll be some stuff at the Swan and Dolphin, and I guess Celebration's doing a little sci-fi 4th yeah. of July. And I'm telling you, there, there probably are very few fireworks that can compare to what Disney does, especially the Magic Kingdom on the 4th of July. It's, it's their it's, biggest fireworks of the year. It's right? ridiculous. I mean, it's incredible. And if you want to get in the park, you should probably go new. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go sleep outside. That's right. Also, but you know, there are other places to watch those fireworks. I've watched them from uh, the beach at Fort Wilderness, and it's a great perspective. It really is. So, you know, if you can get, if you can get into Trails End for dinner, um, hang out. Oh, that's cool. I didn't even know? think of doing that. I always think to go to the Polynesian, but that would be really cool to do dinner. Yeah, this yeah. is yeah. also their first year doing these fireworks with the hub expansion, so I'm interested to see the crowd control. Yeah, exactly. Also, the dock at the Grand Floridian. Oh, yeah. By Narcuses yep. is, Narcuses, is um, a good place to watch also. Okay. Cool. Thank you, Rhino. And last but certainly not least, the lovely Gregory Williams. Oh, it's least this week. So uh, a bunch of awful uh, merchandise events are happening over the course of July. So from June 26th to July 20th, if you've been looking to get patriotic Precious Moment dolls, that's your day. Once Upon a Time, or Once Upon a Toy at Downtown Disney. Hold that picture up. Because I, yes, I looked because over. You can see it no, from that. No, but I looked I over like and he unfolded this. So this is why I started laughing at Dustin. No. Is because he opens this piece of paper and it had all these... Weirdo looking dolls. Does it have circles of the ones he wants? Yeah. <laughs> That's the dresses he wants. He wants the made in his size. And uh, sorry, let me go through Extra my long list tall. again. So uh, you're gonna all probably laugh or help me with this one, but July 1st through the 5th, the Givenchy fragrance, Givenchy. No, okay. Givenchy. Don't have don't have a spasm. Givenchy. Givenchy fragrance event at Le Plume. I think he might be swallowing his tongue. Someone put a pencil in his mouth. If you want perfume in France, go to France. Uh, July second and third, David E. Doss will be at the Art of Disney at Downtown. Disney. Great stuff. I love his stuff. Uh, then July second through the fifth, Larry Dodson. Another one. Be at Art of Disney. And Larry I mean, Dodson does all the. Uh, all the ones, all, all the the watercolors of the different resorts, the resorts. which I love. Mm-hmm. Which, and David Doss does some like a lot of the just great like Americana type beach scenes yeah. with Disney characters. Is this board's name? I drive a Dotson. <laughs> okay, exactly. <laughs> you guys get to settle down. 
Um, yeah, so he's all around all over the place at Epcot and stuff. If you miss him, then uh, you're blind. Uh, Norway favorite, Gearness, will be oh. there July 11th to 14th. It's where, where rainbows come from. <laughs> uh, July 13th through the 18th. Uh, we were on a podcast Greg. cruise, and I was so excited. I was sure Annie Lennox was on the <laughs> It was gear. <laughs> Love the cologne, though. I do, too. I love his cologne. And if you went to see him, he would massage you. Oh, no. I got rubbed down with some sort of Layla glittering perfume. I remember that. I remember that. And all I ever knew was like, oh, my God, it's Annie Lennox. (laughs) 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 Okay, sorry, Craig. You you may continue. July 13th through the 18th, Greg McCullough will be at Downtown Disney Marketplace uh, at the Art of Disney. And then... July 27th through August 1st as well. Artist Jeremiah Kettner will be at the Wonderground Gallery that's and the Marketplace Co-op at Downtown Disney on July 17th and 18th. And artist William Silvers will be there July 23rd through 26th at, once again, the Art of Disney. I do love the fact that Disney really... Uh, really does a lot with these different artists um, and there's so many different styles and, and things that you can get so it's not just the same crap over and over again you get new crap but good crap nice crap it's where rainbows come from <laughs> care is where rainbows come from <laughs> don't you remember that I do because um, that's all I, la- I laughed about that for a week after that cruise, um, Gare, the guy Gare, who does the cologne in Norway, in Norway uh, what happened to be on the same, he was on the ship, the same sailing we were doing one of our sure podcast cruises, and he was lovely. Um, and like he said, he does look like Annie Lennox, though. Um, and some, <laughs> somewhere hands. in some show, it was Gare is where rainbows come from. And I, I just, that. I laughed, I laughed, and I laughed. And I'm still <laughs> laughing about it, God knows how many years later. So, all right, well, thank you for that, Craig. That is going to do it for us. I really encourage you to stay and watch uh, our next, the next show we have up, uh, our show from the Hershey Disney to raise money for Give Kids the World. And uh, that is going to do it for us for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. And remember, go to Disneyland. Bye.